0: Hey, and welcome to another Real Brave Live. My name is Dan. This is Kevin. I'm Kevin. Uh, playing the bass. And today, we're going to talk about something different. Uh, because here at Real Brave, we do a ton of different types of music. We're not just School of Cool playing some rock. We've got a bunch of different genres. We've got a bunch of different people playing different types of music. We've got a lot to talk about. And today, we're going to talk about something especially different, which is this gentleman. Um, not you. Not that guy. Although we Harry. do have a special guest, Miles Davis, especially for uh, a, a month such as uh, February, where whoopsies, hello, thank God I'm so badly running we, this again. Do we need an During <laughs> during uh, Black History Month, Miles Davis is a huge influence on on music, mm-hmm. on Yaz, and uh, we'll get into all that. We don't have we have a special guest, but we have no chair. Right, or um, trumpet, or trumpet. <laughs> You could grab anything you want. I mean, you're pr- out of the, any musician here. You, you, you're royalty, as far as I'm concerned. So. Royalty. You're royal. You're relatively royal. So, uh, I'm I'm relatively certain that we can't play this either, right? No, we can't play it live. Why can't we play music live, Kevin? Uh, because of Mark Zuckerberg. Damn. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me uh, not play music. I, I'm I, we might be able to get away with it. It is from 1959, but it is Miles Davis.
1: Yeah, but it's not like public domain. It's
0: I think Columbia. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Alex DeLazari. Hello. Alex, why don't you why not you come in Olympics? We have one um, mic. It's a high it's a high profile, um, high technological event high, here. High budget. High budget. <laughs> and um, yeah, so. We were talking. We're going to talk about this album, uh, "Kind of Blue" by Miles Davis, and I guess in order to get into that, maybe you can talk about uh, jazz and or jazz in the ways that—that's uh, the right way to say it, right? So you pronounce jazz. Yes. It's a soft, ya, a soft J.
1: Yeah, okay, it's yeah. a soft J.
0: Can would you be able to maybe <laughs> talk about jazz and and your meaning or maybe like how it, you define
2: jazz? Um, well, jazz is. I mean, the best way to define it is. Um, just African-American music. You know, it's really like um, their music and it stemmed from like the struggle that, you know, that slavery and then the segregation produced. Um, so, and it was a mixing of a bunch of different music, but at the heart of it, it's uh, kind of the black experience in America. So. Yeah.
1: So by black experience, what, what specifically what like subgenres
2: amalgamated together to, to create? Um, this genre of music well so I mean in the history of jazz I mean it um, most people say it started I mean it did start in like New Orleans like Louisiana so um, and it that was kind of the perfect place because um, there was a lot of cultural mixing so there was like French Creoles and then there was there were Spanish immigrants and then there was like Cuban influence so there was like a lot of Rhythm influence from Africa and um, Cuba mixed with the French, like um, kind of like more classical harmony. That's it. Um, And then that, and then you know, so then it came out of ragtime. So ragtime really wasn't jazz yet, but then people like Louis Armstrong and like King Oliver and um, Buddy Bolden kind of made it into kind of took ragtime and a bunch of other stuff and kind of made jazz. Right. You know, so. so for those of you keeping score at home, uh,
0: the music that you listen to today, whether it be pop music or the hardest metal on the planet, it starts from somewhere. And uh, in, in one way, it starts from classical music, right? So classical music, you have all the, the scales and the keys that are associated with traditional classical music, and then you have this this notion of bringing a different type of music overseas and it, and it colliding, right during uh, during basically slavery, right mm-hmm. from the um, 1700s and well even earlier, yeah. colliding and people uh, bringing that type of music into the classical genre and it and it emanate that it's emanated from songs from mm-hmm. the field and emanated from spirituals, right? Yeah, a lot um, of
1: gospel, a yeah. lot of uh, call and response stuff that that goes yeah modern history as we know, like back to like Africa, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: But then fast forward now that now it's now it's a thing. So Yaz is a thing, yes. And and I do believe that that Miles Davis um, is if if not one of the most famous or most successful is the most successful of the Yaz players. I think that's
1: uh, arguable. Um, it's definitely um, maybe the so a lot of his stuff because he has such a wide catalog of, and yes. of, of, uh, in Yaz, but like lots of different types of Yaz, um, he, the, he's such a wide catalog, but a lot of it is, uh, a lot of people consider to be more accessible, you know, in terms of like getting into it. And this album in particular, Kinda Blue, this is a great album to jump in if you don't know anything about jazz or you've never listened to jazz before. Um, to like get into it because all right, so kind of blue it's 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 like a sort of like a tongue in cheek on like the blues genre, and in fact the 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 blues form, the twelve bar blues is prominent throughout the album, so it's it translates on some level to somebody who's like already listened to like I don't know if you're in today like to like having listened to Stevie Ray Vaughan or like any blues guys like that
0: John Mayer, for anybody that's that's watching, that. sure. John sure. Mayer's a great blues guitarist. He really is, actually, yeah. Are you familiar? Um, I'm not. I but... don't really listen to a ton of John Mayer. But... You, okay.
1: Um, Body is a Wonderland. And also... That was a compliment. <laughs> um, and also a name of a song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also he <laughs> he plays now with great uh, the Dead and Dead and Company, which I think we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. As, uh, he plays Jerry's parts on that, but he's also he's a very accomplished blues Blues musician. He's got um, versions of uh, Lenny a song by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yep. <laughs> I'm. half... He's got. He, he, uh, but we digress a little bit. The blues as a 12-bar form, right? That's what we're talking about. It's something well, it not
2: necessarily. But... Oh, oh. Well, actually, the like the beginning of in the, the very beginning, like well, the blues was kind of folk music, and it was kind of played by everyone, both. White or black, mm. um, kind of like in the late 1800s, mm. and the original blues could be any number of bars. It could even it could be like eight, nine bars, thirteen bars, like eleven and a half, like twenty four bars. You know, um, and it was kind of dictated dic, uh, dictated by the lyrics. Um, but the the most like the first element of the blues was kind of like the A A B statement. Okay. Yeah. So like you know, saying a statement once and then repeating it and then the third statement would be kind of like a new statement or kind of like an answer to the AA which could be kind of a question or something.
1: Right, right, so the way I think about it now, it's like the way the 12 bar is set up it's like AABA
2: 5415 or I guess C. We're going to Geekville, guys. (laughs) Well, so, well, I mean, like, I would kind of think of it like if you think of lyrics or something like, um, like, kind of a, uh, like a, like some lyrics, I don't know, I'll just make something up like, I don't know, like, my man don't love me, he treats me so bad. And then, my man don't love
3: me, ooh,
1: he treats me oh so
2: bad. Right. And then you would repeat that in the next.
1: My man don't love me.
2: (laughs) He treats me oh so bad. And then like, then you would have like an answer to that. I don't have an answer to that.
0: (laughs) But it makes me oh so very mad. (laughs) All right, fair enough. So, so you're saying that so kind of blue was a um, like a. Uh, A take on not a take, but like kind of like a a hat tip to the blues, in in a sense that it was um, yeah. It's not blues
2: because you look, you can't really hear it, but I'm playing it right now. (laughs) Zuckerberg. Uh, it's blues. It's well, the blues evolved, you know. So there's, it evolved from that into many different kinds of blues and interpretations of the blues. Yeah. So this album came out in '59. Yeah.
0: Well, I got it right here. It was recorded on March 2nd and April 22nd. Uh, 1959, in New York City, and uh, there's a famous saxophonist that played on this. And who is that?
2: Well, two, two actually. There's two. He knows it, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) One of them I know. John (laughs) John Coltrane, and then Don't uh, tell me. Wayne Shorter. No, it's Cannonball Adderley. Oh, I knew that. Cannonball Adderley. (laughs) Do we have a graphic of that? No.
0: Um, (laughs) Bill Evans. (laughs) Which is crazy. I didn't know that. Bill Paul Chambers, I don't know who that is. Uh, bass player. Crazy bass player. Jimmy Cobb, don't know who that is, because I'm drummer. a drummer. I know it's a drummer, <laughs> but I don't know who it is. And uh, <laughs> he and knows it's, it's a drummer, because he's <laughs> reading it off the, uh, his, okay. his, his cliff notes there. Okay. <laughs> I'm not reading off cliff notes. This is not from Wikipedia. Right. Uh, Winton Kelly. He was only on one song. on one track in yeah. place of Bill Evans. And there was some drama about that, apparently. Um, Alex. You don't I, that? Don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about Alex Fluce. <laughs> all right. Well,
1: that's that's fine. Uh, uh, Bill Evans is probably one of my favorite pianists. Um, what? Bill Evans. Yeah. One of my favorite piano players. What? Bill Evans is one of my favorite piano players. Okay. Um, his his style, his phrasing, and the the colors that he uses in his in his chord voicings. It's like almost like Debussy.
2: Yeah. He Right. I think he, he got a lot of stuff from the Impressionist yeah. composers. Yeah, so. for sure. Well uh, got blue, blue and
1: green. Yeah, that's a ten bar song. It is a ten bar song. It's a weird song. Yeah. Do you have your horn with you? Yeah. You wanna bring it on stage and we can we can okay. do a, one or two of these songs?
0: Because oh so he's leaving now, this is not gonna make any more sense, but there he is. This is, this is The this best this musician the on the stage. Well, I, I, you know what? That's not fair, because you're quite the musician, my friend. Uh, not as good as Alex. <laughs> not as L- good as Alex. A little
1: background on Alex. Alex is a student at William Patterson University in their uh,
0: extremely pr- uh, prestigious jazz program. Um, it's, like, world-renowned. Which I didn't know. I mean, uh, being out here in, in the uh, big old suburbs, I had no idea that Willie P. had this great program, and... We've had the honor and the privilege of having some of these students here, helping us um, navigate the uh, the maze of music. Yeah, it's yeah, a pretty for good sure. way to put it.
1: Well, there's a yeah, there's a whole bunch of us here from William Patterson that go to school at William Patterson that work here. It's me, you, Liam. Nick, Liam,
0: Jordan, Marcin. Yeah. Uh, Marcin. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. So what is that? It's a tenor saxophone. Why don't you, let's take this uh, Kevin thing off and uh, let, let's talk about that instrument, which um, it has something to do with the old genre. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, or lady and gentlemen, or lady, or just nobody. Is anybody <laughs> watching? Um, here just, at Real Brave, we do a lot of different types of music, and like I just felt like it was totally appropriate to talk about um, one of the, the the most important components. Mm. To music today, which is just complete nonsense, which is what jazz is to me sometimes. <laughs> Whoa! Shots fired. <laughs> but Kind of Blue was, was given to me by a friend in like the late '90s, and I used to listen to it over and over and over again. I thought it was like the coolest thing. Uh, I listened to actually a lot of Miles Davis because I didn't know what else to listen to.
1: Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a really good entryway into jazz if if you know if you're hip. If you're not hip, <laughs> it's a good starting point. Don't you dare snap on one and three. <laughs> wow. Uh,
0: you want to play a tune off of there?
2: Uh, yeah, you know, like all blues.
0: Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first live performance from people that know how to play stuff, uh, featuring Kevin and Alex doing stuff
2: that I can't do.
3: i <laughs>
0: Just straight up, like nothing. If I just like blow and then just add. It's the instrument, too, though, right? Because I've heard. I've heard. I've I've never heard it like that distinct. Isn't it the instrument as well? Am am I just
2: talking about stuff that I don't understand? Um. Well, it's it's like a subtone, you know. So, like if I play full tone,
3: it's
2: different. It's just a different. Techniques.
0: I've heard you play that. It doesn't sound like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Alex Diffle is close. Like, all right, that's why. Yeah, I mean that's all right. So it's hat. So it's hat. It's player. It's uh, aperture, right? Sure. Aperture. Aperture. Yeah. Aperture is close. Yeah, aperture. <laughs> it's actually pictures. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but it's it's mostly I know music. air.
2: It's mostly like how you push air, like how fast or slow you push the air through the right. instrument. Right. That's Mike Shanahan. We
1: got some. We got some comments. Mike, Mike says Dan loves da- jazz, especially Steely stealing- Steely Dan. <laughs> I like Steely Dan. Do you know, do you know any Steely Dan? Um Do you I know me?
0: I don't know how to play. Uh, either, me but. neither. <laughs> Good. Steely Dan's Steely Dan's the worst. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I like Steely Dan. Because when they pl- every time a song by Steely Dan comes on, all I'm wondering is you know what people are doing to it, and I just imagine people going like this. <laughs> Cause that's, Cause that's what it sounds like it's not
1: inaccurate but <laughs> um, so that tune um, all blues was a blues mm-hmm. was a blues song that was a blues tune and there are a couple of things that make it the blues um, Alex what's one of them
2: um, the uh, the main pro- like the main basic progression which would be starting on the one or tonic chord and then in the fifth bar you go to the four and then in this case all blues is a little different cuz it normally a blues would go five at the end it would go five chord four chord one chord this one just stays on the five chord and it goes like a half step up that's what makes this one like unique yeah but um but it's basically a blues yeah. and you can use the blues scale
1: to if you were so inclined to solo over that whole thing but
0: that blue that what he's playing is not it's it's not a typical blues progression. Yes, it's over a blues um, it's not a typical blues melody, it's over a blues.
1: It's over a blues progression. If Alex was so inclined he could use the blues scale G B flat C C sharp D Red. F G the minor blues. Um and it would work. It would work over that whole that whole So what makes it
0: jazz? Just
1: just uh I would say the way you uh you were arpeggiating things, and the phrasing, and the vocabulary.
2: Yeah, there, well there's a lot there's of There's no vocabulary
0: in music. There's so much vocabulary. I don't know,
2: there's letters. I mean, yes. There's vocabulary it's, in like, improvising. What? This is a Play thing. the lick. Wait a second, play hold the on, lick. time out, time it. out. Come on, play the lick. If we're
0: gonna go to, if we're gonna go to Geekville, <laughs> then I, I've been playing music for 30 years at a very kind of subpar level. Um, <laughs> I've never heard anybody say he's made dozens of dollars. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say the vocabulary. What did you say? The, the,
2: the specific jazz vocabulary. It's kind of like um, like a language. I mean, it's kind of corny a little bit to say that, but it's it's. I don't think so. I mean, it's like it's basically when you learn a language, you learn words and then phrases, and then you can put them together. Right. And there's like periods and commas and stuff. And it's the same way when you're improvising. So, like, you can't really improvise in a jazz context in a vacuum. Um, it, you have to Whoa. study the. Well, you can, it just sucks. You know, suck. <laughs> hey, man, this is a family show. <laughs> this, yeah, easy. Oh. Using
0: very big words like vocabulary <laughs> on a uh, highly rated music show. Um, no, no, but. Sarah Lords is learning a lot. Hey, Sarah Lords, thanks for joining us.
2: Do you know her? I do. Just checking. Yes. Um, continue, please. I interrupted. You. Um, no, so, uh, so like, so you have to study, um, the musicians that came before you who played the music. So, like Louis Armstrong, even though he was kind of the first jazz musician, he created a lot of stuff, but he used as a base the music of Buddy Bolden and King Oliver, um, and stuff like that. And even as he developed, he learned from. Uh, his peers like Duke Ellington you know and and then you know when Charlie Parker came along he didn't just invent all of his stuff he studied Lester Young Mm -hmm. he studied Coleman Hawkins he studied Art Tatum it said that he carried around uh, Stravinsky yeah and 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 so the bebop Mm -hmm. players which were Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, Bud Powell they took a lot from the Mm -hmm. the new composers of the era like Mm -hmm. Stravinsky and Ravel and stuff. They really like. They admired. You can even see Dizzy wearing like a beret and like uh, the thick glasses oh, like Stravinsky used yeah, to yeah, do.
0: Yeah. So. so, what I want my contribution to this, besides the fact that I, I actually did listen to this many times over, um, the 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 biggest thing about this recording is that it's it's pretty much one take, right? One or two takes. That they recorded, not just, I'm just saying like they did it once and they left. We're going to do it live! But they would take a take, right? And then that would be the recording. Um,
1: Yeah, so the nature of the music lends itself to where it's like you're not going to play it the same way every time.
0: It's way different from today's music, which is extremely prepared. Mm -hmm. It's it's overdone in such a way where, like, Make you're doing 50 different versions of one song. Um, it's 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 done. It's so overdone. It's ridiculous. Jazz is, or jazz is, as we know, yes, is uh, it. And this record was done with very little preparation. In fact, Miles Davis didn't even tell them what they were doing. All these great musicians, they got to the studio, were given very little notes on what they're supposed to be doing, and basically. It was, you know, some of these were like yielding a complete take on the first try. He was giving them basic like, here's the key, play. Yeah. It's incredible. You can't get that today. And then, and not only that, it's it's well, the number one selling. You do. It's the number one. Contexts. It's the number one selling uh, jazz album of all time. It's it it's sold I don't know how many millions.
1: Uh, many. Don't do it. Many millions.
0: Many millions. I think that was, that was my biggest take. If that resonates with anybody, please comment below uh, about that. Because like, if you really compare it to, to anything that's out today, there's nothing like this. And in fact, a lot of things that are out today aren't like anything like this. But Kind of Blue is the quintessential jazz album uh, for a simple fact that it was done by a jazz master. and had some of the most incredible musicians of its time. It's, what's, this is 2020? It's sixty-one years old, right? Did that math correctly? Yes. yes. And it's it's gonna be around forever, as far as I'm concerned. Thoughts, perceptions, brilliant ideas. I just think it's
1: it paved the way for so many great musicians over the years. The idiom itself. I mean, jazz, and specifically this this. The era of jazz that this particular album falls in or came from, uh, the modal jazz, right? You're talking about so what, mm. impressions, that kind of stuff, really laid a lot of the groundwork for what would become uh, jams.
0: Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Yes, as <it> will, Kevin. <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> There's.
2: <laughs> I think i have to go. It's <laughs>
1: unbelievable. There you go. Oh, oh it's go. that time. Can, yeah. we, can we give him one more to take him out on? Doesn't I'm have to be sure. Miles Davis. Could be any. What
0: do you want to play? Tenor Madness. Okay. okay. You, get, you got one minute. B flat. B flat. One, one, one,
3: Some two. more live one, two, three, here three, at Real I feel like I'm getting married. George is dancing. brave
1: live
3: real brave live. real brave live. guys thank you so much
0: for joining us today <laughs> thanks for having that us. was a lot of fun we should do that more often with Actually musicians talking about music. Yep. Or Uh, just put Alex on stage for
1: the full. I
0: mean, Alex, you're a monster. You're a big monster. You're a big monster. All right, guys. Thanks for being here today with us, and uh, we will see you next time on Real Brave Live.